0: hello and welcome back to the vanquishers guide i'm randy
1: and i'm bryce
0: and i'm bradley and this week we're talking about the one the only the oni
1: so oh, excited okay like, kind yeah. of,
0: I, I didn't mean it's a kind of rhyme but it did a little bit i mean not quite but a little bit so i'm here for it
1: oh well, man i'm pretty excited for this episode dude. yeah like, just from some of the pictures that you have, oh. maybe even one particular picture of a blue mask. I think, yeah, maybe baby. <laughs> um, it's it's looking like a good one.
0: Oni are so cool. Do you, do you guys know much about
2: Onis? How much do you guys know? Heard about them? I would say I know the very baseline about them, but uh-huh. I have too much research into them. Sure.
1: Um, I know probably like how they are in like pop culture. They're like these oftentimes portrayed as like red-faced uh asian influenced uh uh-huh. demon creature people then they yep, drink a it. lot
2: there you go that's all you need to know well okay. and then we, before before we started we were talking about dead by daylight and like that's a lot of my information too <laughs> hey. oh, really? all all of my information comes from dead by daylight not all but like how i guess i knew a little bit about them i've heard of, like stories and stuff like, uh-huh. a little bit, and then I knew what they look like mostly from that game, so I hope that's sure. not what they, I mean, I hope, like, that's what they look like, so I can uh, feel better about myself. Yeah, yeah, They actually, Dead by Daylight did a really good job It like, that's pretty spot on.
1: Is uh, there, like, a lot of lore behind Dead by Daylight? It's, like, killers, or is it just kind of, like, this is the thing? Uh, uh, it's gonna kill you.
2: So, more I than I expected. Is there more than,
0: like, I was but, wondering if it was, well, like, purely surface
2: level. So, I mean, like, I mean, service level was more than be like beating my expectations. Um, Fair. Or for video games, just like because like y- you're either gonna get like a role playing game where they're mm-hmm. just the most in depth knowledge and like lore and just it's great, right? You get like the the Elder Scrolls or something, and that you like you could literally like get your doctorate in just the studies of that, and you could be really smart or whatever. Ain't that the and truth? You go to like, I don't know, another video game. <laughs> Call of Duty, where there is no role-playing. Right. Nobody cares
0: about the, the characters.
2: They've all got backstories, and nobody pays attention to them. So, um, there, yes, there is some lore, but okay. I would say their lore would be just kind of telling you about the Oni, and uh-huh. that might be it.
0: It's not okay. really like an in-world like cohesive story between all the creatures. It's just like, a, well, this is what? a little story about this guy, and now he's in the game
2: because like, to kill you. Like, there's Jason. Yeah. There's Jason in the game, and yeah. so like they're going to make their own lore for him. Exactly. They're just saying here's a extra person that you recognize, and so here's more mm-hmm. about them because they they have like the Stranger Things characters, and they're not going yeah. like, to create their own lore, but like here's a paragraph of who they are or whatever. Yeah, and then yeah, like what's the guy that sense. that attacks
0: people in the sleep, Freddy, whatever.
1: Freddy Krueger, man. Freddy
0: Krueger, yeah. I I always want to say Freddy Mercury I'm like that's not even close, very <laughs> that is, different. That's
1: the wrong Freddy. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's where I'm like I know it's not the Freddy I want to say. So what's the real Freddy? Uh he's in it as well and it's the same thing right. Like, there's already lore Actually, for I'm him gonna, so they just, I'm going to take
2: uh, it back. He's got a lot of he's got pretty good lore. The only but has lore. Large. Sorry. No, kind of. So I'm I'm on his <laughs> right now. I'm on his wiki. And so like it's a very yes, no. wiki. Yes. But no. A lot of it is like his abilities and stuff. So, okay. as much Makes as like sense. he does have, he has got a, a pretty large section just telling it. So he, he, it's an actual like it's a oni. It's not just a like here's just your stereotypical oni. It's actually uh-huh. so he he does have a little. He's bit of got story, a story.
0: Okay,
2: neat. Yeah. Like, you well, like go. Um, so, wow, West six third, paragraphs. Answered. Which oh, is, yeah. um, he's got his own name. He.
0: It's a he. Is his name Oni. No, his On name fact, is all Oni. Yamaka.
2: yamaka. Oh, yeah, Yamaka.
1: Okay. okay, okay. That's the
0: only word I recognized, and it's not even the correct word. <laughs> a different, different version Yama-oka. of that word that I'm sorry, sorry, Yamaoka. Oh, i well, never mind then. No longer the hat that I was thinking of. But that's a. That's cool. So if you ever want to listen or read some more, uh, a story about an Oni, we're not going to get into that guy, his story, today. We're going to go over the more the general stories of like the creature itself, not any particular ones. But if you want to read a story, apparently he's got some amount of story. He looks really cool. He does. Yeah,
1: he does look super cool, man. He's very yeah. menacing.
0: Oh, that is, I think, one of my favorite things about Onis. Like that's their bread and butters. They are very menacing looking they are terrifying
1: he also has a very good fashion sense as well i applaud (laughs) him on that
0: i think that one is pretty rare i think fashion sense among onis is not
2: that common so he's he's a little above the he's a little above the rest like this this time period you had i mean this was you know probably taken a lot from like samurai culture right Mm -hmm. and so they they did look really cool i mean samurai weren't you know numbering in the thousands or whatever uh japanese sure. army were usually pretty small but like the people that were samurai looked awesome their armor was so detailed so beautiful yeah. and so it would totally make sense for their you know their demons or whatever to be yeah just and i don't
0: know i actually don't know which one came first the chicken or the egg like, i don't know which one that whether they started making samurai armor to look cool and then they were like okay well that's let's let's take that image and that's what an oni will look like what a demon would look like or vice versa where they had a kind of the image of an oni and they made their armor and specifically like their helmets to try and mimic that i don't know which one happened first but like to be fair to anyway the samurai armor and especially their helmets did kind of resemble oni masks and oni faces so they were definitely trying to be menacing with their their armor so yeah
1: Perhaps for it's the Oni cool. side, it could be that, like, the Oni uh, supposedly, like, killed the samurai and has just kind of looted the corpse. go. And it's there you now, like, decorating himself and, like, what he feels were, like, some of the greatest warriors that he fought. Whereas sure. on the samurai side, in order to provide the, like, best intimidation factor, they, uh-huh. like, showcase the scariest thing that they would think of.
2: That's what, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Especially with, that like, the... Um samurai began around 1185 which yeah not gonna lie would have said it was way older than that but you know, <laughs> we have uh, no idea i'm just ignorant so <laughs> um and then it says the legend of the oni takes place sorry if you have this and i don't want to steal anything from you um it's thief and in the year 794 to 1185 so ah. it actually ended pretty much when it started i'm not sure what that means
0: uh, <laughs> well so So the samurai Um,
2: killed him. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, that's the thing. The reason I'm not
0: super sure is because Oni have evolved and changed many times over the years. And they're not what they initially were from like their first iteration is much different than what they are now. So I'm, I'm just I don't know which version was around when the samurai were around and what they were familiar with. But, I mean, it sounds like they were around for significantly longer, and if it was the version that we know of, or at least a a version of that story, then yeah, it sounds like they probably built their armor to look like them purely for intimidation, which, respect, it's a pretty cool move.
1: That's pretty freaking metal, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, speaking of, like, we've been describing how the samurai would build their armor to look like them because they're terrifying, well... Let's uh, describe what an Oni looks like for anyone who doesn't know what they look like. Um, so an Oni, it's kind of the word Oni is a specific description of a more broad term in Japanese culture. of the, It's called a yokai, which is they just use that term as a anything that's either a demon, orc, ogre, troll, anything in that kind of like big blanket statement. And so then they... Sp- have a more fine-tuned version that's called an Oni, and those guys, they're kind of, like, ogre-ish like creatures. They're, like, big, like, stocky, really tall, really strong, broad guys, kind of, like, I, would, I don't know, I don't want to say fat, but, like, like, bulkier. Hey. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, husky, there you go. Uh, but they're, like, huge. Way bigger than a normal person, sometimes even, like, there was some of them were, that were taller than trees, so they're big guys. Jeez, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're huge. And then they have oftentimes horns, either multiple or just sometimes even just one horn, um, but usually at least two horns. And then they would have sharp tusks, like kind of like boar tusks in, coming out of their mouths oh. and then claws on their hands.
1: Oh, man, don't oh, kill.
0: Yeah, so they're they're real scary. Then they also, uh, they would always have like, different colored, like, strangely colored skin. Usually it was either green, blue, or red. Uh, those were the most common colors, but sometimes they were, like, a like dark black or gray color, or sometimes even yellow. So all kinds of different, like, weird, like, strangely colored skin. But the most common was specifically the blue and the red. Those were the two most common.
1: So do you and... know with uh, most Oni, like, I know with uh-huh. the Dead by Daylight picture, it seems like the Oni is wearing uh-huh. a mask over his face.
0: That is his face.
1: That is his face?
0: That is his face.
1: It looks very the, different skin color from like the rest of his body.
0: Yeah, so they are I think that skin that the hand I don't know why his hand is more pale. It might just be an artistic choice, but yeah, they actually they didn't wear masks. They had real normal faces. That was what they looked like. Oh,
1: that's and crazy. And then
0: yeah, and then <laughs> That was where the Oni mask, which is kind of common and popular these days, was created to mimic what they looked like. And so people started wearing these Oni masks later on after this the legend of Oni's became a thing. But so yeah, that's actually their look. That's what they are made to look or are built like.
1: Oh, so gee, that's so they're, like they're
0: horrifying.
1: It's almost kind of like uncanny, you know, like how <laughs> like just demon-esque it is, you know. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. And so then they also, to add to that uncanny, really creepy, not human, but almost humanish look, they oftentimes also had a third eye that typically was up on their forehead. So they'd have two normal eyes, which were functional normal eyes, and then they would have an extra eye on their forehead for some reason, because why not? And then they would oftentimes have either more or less hands or toes and fingers than most, than a normal person should have for some reason. I don't know why they specifically <laughs> thought it was odd that they had extra or less fingers than most people, but they were they we got just, missing like, fingers or something.
2: Um if you were like a person being chased by it and the like you run into like the police officer like, Okay, tell us what you know about them. Um their skin was blue and they had twelve toes. And they're like, How you that's what why you, did you, mean? you <laughs> why were you counting toes? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I
0: don't know. It's the so weird the things that you latch onto when you're terrified. So
2: Tell me about his face I don't know he had he had 20 fingers I I have no idea (laughs) couldn't tell you what his face looked like but
0: man he had so many (laughs) fingers it was absurd uh well actually 20 fingers would be kind of normal you know well actually no that'd be twice as many sorry 10 fingers would be kind of normal 20 (laughs) fingers that's too many I'm bad at math sorry
1: maybe it's kind of to grab at like the inhuman aspect that they have kind of like that that you were talking about is that Uh, they're like almost human but then like with the extra or lesser fingers you're like that's definitely not human
0: exactly yeah because like
2: human or anything like that that's absolutely
0: true where like if they're if they have the correct number of fingers and stuff you could like especially if they're not really like yelling at you or like as long if they're like far away you might think that that's just a mask on a normal dude you might even think it's just like a samurai whose helmet is made to look like that because they did Mm -hmm. try and emulate the oni with their helmets so like it might be possible that that's just a regular guy but then if you get closer and you see he's missing he's got more or less fingers than any than you should then it's like okay this is not a person this is something else it's got extra fingers but Something it would kind of be alien, unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, it would be unfortunate if you're like just genetically little different, and you have like six fingers on your on your hands, and you're also a samurai that has that helmet. And everyone's like, "It's an oni!" It's like, "No, I just have extra fingers, guys. Chill out. I just have six oh, on each hand instead of 5
1: That'd be kind of unfortunate, or maybe fortunate, the way you yeah. look at it. I guess one
0: or the other. I'm not sure. But so that's like imagine that thing, like that imagery. Either coming at you or someone using that imagery to make like a helmet for a a samurai that would be terrifying. These things yeah. are not cool. And also, they also usually have like kind of wild, crazy, like almost Einsteinish looking hair. So I don't know why they specifically call that out, but it's like that's a typical thing they have as well. Like real crazy, like flailing hair all the way around.
1: Yeah, pretty no. wispy. Mm-hmm. Almost ghost awesome, really. like, really. Like,
2: almost. You would say that lets them continue to have flowy hair that in the wind.
1: <laughs> Even after they're a
2: ghost, they still have excellent hair. I'm so jealous.
0: Uh, so then they also let's let's talk about their attire. Like you said, this guy, he's pretty well dressed, but that's not all that common for them. Most of the time they were uh, depicted as having just either animal skins or, or specifically they would were depicted as having tiger skins. Uh, like as clothes like either as a loincloth or even a little bit more than just a loincloth but that was what they wore It was animal skins and specifically tiger skins which we'll get to a little bit later why
1: i don't know that's still pretty good style man
0: <laughs> i mean kind of cool but it's not quite the same as like a samurai armor suit so that, which yeah, is that's what they wear. and then they also had where they they their weapon of choice was either their claws, because remember they have claws on their four fingers or whatever. But they also have giant iron clubs that they carried around. And those clubs were called kembu, Kanabu?
1: Something like that. I think like
0: it's What did you say to me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kanabo. Um, I could yes, be
0: wrong. So I, I apologize if I mispronounce anything. There's some of these words that I'm going to try my best on, but contrary to popular belief i do not speak chinese or japanese of any kind of any version of that those languages i don't speak so i'm gonna try my best but uh so they always had these big iron clubs that they would carry around and smash people with so they're also just gonna hit you with like i'm basically a telephone pole because remember they're giant so these iron clubs are huge so it's awesome which With having that club, that led to a popular expression, which I love. I just let me throw it in here. The phrase was an Oni with an iron club, which was used to mean that it was either completely invincible or like an undefeatable object or task. So they're these guys are just described as being undefeatable. They are just warriors that nothing
1: can take on, which is awesome. So yeah, just watch I, out. I could definitely see that man taking on yeah. like a giant dude taller than the trees with a huge metal club that'll just shatter mm-hmm. every single bone in your body when he hits you. With That'd horns, be pretty invincible.
0: horns and tusk and, and tusks mm-hmm. and sharp teeth. Yeah, they're tar- terrifying. And the third and, eye it's and a, a third eye ability. Yeah, yeah. He will never lose track of where you are. He's got so many. He's got an extra eye to make sure he keeps. Keeps you in 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 your space.
1: I was about to say, do you think you can see better with it, or it's just there for show, or makes it seem worse?
2: I'm saying it's. I'm thinking it's like something like supernatural, to where like there you go normally, and then the third eye sees. It's infrared. You You can see heat. He's got predator vision. He's predator. (laughs) He's
0: predator. It's incredible. (laughs) He's hunting you down with his third predator eye. This is awesome. Oh jeez. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you, he will be hunting you down because these guys are also omnivores. Well, they're described as on- omnivores, but then they say specifically they ate livestock, humans, and alcohol. So that doesn't sound all that omnivorous to me. That sounds more carnivorous, but but they, I guess it just probably means that they'll eat everything and they specifically try and eat humans and livestock but like occasionally just they'll kind of...
2: enjoy like a nice salad or something
0: <laughs> yeah they're just like <laughs> as they're going across the land looking for people to kill they'll just like eat everything like eating trees down like like just leaving death and decay behind them because they just ate everything maybe Jeez. yeah it's and cool. then they also drink like crazy so like you it's were saying it's interesting
2: though like if you think of like werewolf lore vampire mm-hmm. lore, lore or anything it's always has to do with livestock because back then it was just i mean even today i guess still but like it's just so prevalent to where like that's i mean oh i have like livestock that's just randomly dead today it must have been uh-huh. omni it must have been the this you know lore thing and it's it's just interesting to see that's a very consistent throughout the entire world yeah during this time period well it's because because your livestock was
0: your livelihood like oh, no pun completely. intended on the naming but, like, if you if your cattle or anything died, you're kind of stuck in a hard place because you're not going to have food. You're not going to have money to make. Like, it's going to be real tough to try and survive without livestock if it wanders away or dies out of nowhere. So, yeah, I that's can, tough.
1: I could imagine that if, uh, if you see your livestock just, like, ripped to shreds, mm-hmm. maybe your first thought would be an oni and not, like... Uh, I'm not super versed on the predators that are in like uh, Asia, but you know, like some type of bear or like a right? big cat or something. You'd be like, dude, yeah. this freaking oni tore up my freaking. It cows, must have been bro. something
0: huge. Must yeah. have been massive.
1: It was so brutal.
0: Seriously. So yeah, that's uh, they are claiming to be. Maybe they're saying they're omnivorous, but I think they're actually just carnivorous. They just, they can't trick me.
1: Carnivorous <laughs> with this side of booze.
0: There you go. That's where the omnivorous is. Booze is typically plant-based or, or something like that. And so it's like, ah, well, I drink plants, so I'm omnivorous, guys. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. But uh, if you ever need to know where to avoid these guys, because I would never want to come near them, they oftentimes, are their home- Bases are usually in hell, so rule Dang number it, I'm one: avoid there. hell. I'm always there. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta stay out of there, dude. There's <laughs> oni everywhere. Uh, that's their number one place to be. And then, less commonly, they're also in remote mountains or caves. They live on islands for some reason. That sounds super lonely. And then abandoned fortresses as well. So.
2: Well, I mean, Japan has lots of smaller islands around it. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. But it's just like some
0: could you imagine getting lost at sea finding an island and being like oh i'm saved finally an island i'm gonna live and then there's an oni on that island and you're like cool i guess i'm dead
2: (laughs) but you you walk into the island and he's just eating a good old like cabbage (laughs) he's like there's been no people or livestock on this planet or on this island for ages i've had to
0: convert to being a a vegetarian so you're good (laughs) no worries we'll just live together
1: I mean, all of these places sound very spooky. I mean, kind of especially Hell, but beyond that, like... (laughs) uh, like Hell is the spookiest. Yeah, you think, like, remote, like, misty mountains or, like, dank, dark caves or, like... Those, like, islands that you see and it's, like, stormy outside. I could definitely be like, man, it's freaking Oni out there. Well, especially
2: that last one, too, abandoned fortresses. Like, that just sounds so, like, haunting. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially I could see, like, there's
0: an abandoned fortress and, like, nobody is working there. There's no soldiers there. And so for just, like, a townsperson who just lives nearby it, it it would totally make sense of, like, oh, there must be something there that's, like, super powerful. And that's why it killed off all of the soldiers there and no soldiers have come back because Mm -hmm. it just kills them all off.
1: And so that that totally
0: makes sense. of just like, oh, there's got to be something that's living in that fortress that's killing off any soldiers who are trying to inhabit that. So that's why it's abandoned. Right. Which makes yeah, it makes sense to me. It's just like a regular person living nearby. And then same with like going into caves or the mountains, somebody goes into a cave exploring and they run into like some animal or something like a bear or something. They die, never come back. And it was like, there must've been an Oni in that cave. The guy went in, never came back. Must be an Oni.
1: Ooh.
0: Whereas like, yeah, it's like places that are typically Easy to get lost in or kind of spooky. It's like, God oh, there must be that.
1: Maybe generally dangerous as well, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to watch out for those fortresses. They have all those booby traps and stuff. Or at least that's what I've learned from watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> According to movies, there's always booby traps.
1: Rusty spears, don't get that. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's the trap of choice, but yeah. Spears coming out of the walls. It's going to be there. Uh, so other than that, Oni pretty terrifying but like we mentioned earlier there's seems like a lot of different stories of, of where they came from and they're really really old like the story of an oni is from like brad you were saying all the way back in like 700 correct mm-hmm. somewhere yeah. somewhere around there i don't remember the exact year you were saying but 700 so like a long time ago so there's been a lot of changes over the years of where they came from but like one of the earliest uh origins From what we could tell of where the name oni comes from is from there's a word in chinese specifically that looks i don't want to get all into it with the the way that like japanese and chinese writing is because it's a little bit i don't really understand it so i don't want to explain it and get it wrong but um based off of a, a old chinese word it kind of if you translate it in a certain way it looks like it translates into oni And the definition of that word um, is it means to hide or conceal. And so one of the earliest versions of Oni that we can tell is it's kind of just a story of these ghosts or beings that had a tendency of hiding and trying not to be seen. And they always were trying to like stay out of sight. And so that was where like the first stories became, oh, there's this thing called an Oni. That's what our modern translation for that ancient word was and it was convi- like or like all about trying to hide and conceal and that word was we found it in a 10th century dictionary from like way back in the day oh. and yeah so this is way before our time like long ago but it also had a couple other definitions as well um some of them were also meaning soul or the spirit of the dead And so that's where it starts to get into the more, like, spiritual and even, like, more mythological beings. But they weren't really, at least initially, they weren't any kind of evil spirit. They were just kind of a kind of general spirit that existed, not a specific type of thing. But then there's also, later on, there was a specific uh, kanji, which is, like, the little symbols that we see in, like, Chinese, Japanese writings. Those, like, cool like calligraphied writing like symbols there's one of those that translates to uh in japanese it was also stood for oni or similar to it and that one stood for being a, an ancestral spirit or a, a not necessarily evil but like a dead specter of some sort
2: okay so you got you got to think um because you're you're talking like 10th century this one's a little bit later but the 10th century one that was in a dictionary right so let's say that like the earliest they would have seen it really would be like the year 900 but it's Mm -hmm. already in a dictionary which means how long was it there beforehand so like this this does go back far enough where it's it's like dictionary it's got a whole character after and everything yeah so it's very confusing as to where they came from and what
0: they specifically were back in the day because like all we have is like words literally literally one word to go off of like okay well this is the word that they used and it meant this right but then we don't know much more of that yeah and then like the thing is is we are we're going off of stories from japan and china and then in those both different nations there's also tons of different stories between all of those people and so like when they say oh in in china it what meant this word problem is there's also A different part of China that had the same word or a version of that word that meant something a little bit differently. Because not only is this a large country, but it's also a large country over many, many years. So things change a little bit and this creature has kind of evolved over time. Uh, which speaking of, there's also a specifically powerful type of Oni, which is often described as a it's pronounced a Kinshin or a Kinjin. I think that's Mm -hmm. pronounced. There's two different versions of the word, and I think that's how you pronounce them. And those that version of that, it literally means oni god, because in Chinese the word or the 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 phrase or letters ki together, ki, is an alternate character and different wording or version of the word oni. Uh, So Mm -hmm. in Chinese words, when they say when they have creatures called kin something or ki something. Oftentimes it's related to an Oni because so these guys are basically just Oni gods of some sort. And then in Japan, they had very similar things called that and they were referred to as wrathful deities. So basically terrifying gods that
2: nobody wants to have to deal with. Thinking back to a episode that Bryce did a while back, where we were talking about like the lin right? That's where they're yeah, uh,
1: Kirins and Chilins.
2: Kirin, yeah, and it's just it's I, I mean, it probably means absolutely nothing, but like the key part of it just kind of like it seems like it's very similar to that as well, and so maybe uh-huh. like that has some kind of you know underlying meaning yeah. of it being related somehow. These are both supernatural beings or deities, uh-huh. yeah, kind yeah, of and like this- deities absolutely true because i think that's very possible because remember at this point
0: onis aren't specifically the thing the red-faced demon that we're think that we know right now these guys are just kind of a spirit like a a kind of ghost that we don't really know much more about and so these are considered god onis which an oni again it's it's that god so this is just god spirits basically at this point in time, where like there's not really a full definition as far as we can tell, and so that's very possible. Where at this point, a Kijin and therefore Kirin could be very similar in that they're a supernatural deity of some sort,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that
0: it, it, it's a ghost ish kind of thing and it has superpowers and it's a god ish. We think,
1: yeah, it kind so of it seems sense. like uh, like Oni are not so much like wrathful spirits of people that passed on but just like you were saying like wrathful spirits that just exist which i think is like super interesting to have like a just the idea of a spirit that has always been a spirit and is like Uh continue being a spirit didn't really like come from a deceased person or anything it's just there like kind of living its life you know
0: yeah which which is super cool and i think it's really interesting uh so we're, we're gonna as we There's a couple more points of where we start to see that there's other origins and other countries and other, even, even a couple of religions that start to meld their, their lore base and their folklore and their beliefs together. And it all starts to create this amalgam that becomes what we know as an Oni today. And so it's really interesting to see where like it originated, which is just kind of a general spirit and then as other nations kind of start to bring their ideas in, it starts to take on a idea and life of its own. So yeah, it's kind of neat. At first, right now they're just kind of spirits and they're slowly becoming more than that.
2: So that's super and cool it's to see
1: like that evolution.
2: Yeah, absolutely. When, that's when, very like, cool. To see how religion does change that kind of stuff. huh In just a way to where like you it takes this, you know, really broad topic and is like and and then you have different religions that say this is how it's actually should be how it's translated another one say no actually like this is how and like and that's how you get these cool changes because whether or not any of them are right they were all starting from this one big broad topic
0: yeah so then like i said we're pulling in from other places and so the next couple of origins of this word that we're going to come from are from hindu buddhist Cultures, and there's a couple of creatures that they started to get though they call it synchronized or, or uh synchronized version of it, it's basically when they take one creature from one culture and another creature from another culture and they kind of combine them into one creature and just like okay, this is where that both of those creatures kind of had an idea and we're just going to make that one guy and now this is the lore for that guy. Uh, so. Like so a-
1: line blurs between them and they kind of exactly like, kind of it's line.
0: it's yeah they used to be two different guys and over time of the as those cultures start to meld and blend together they start to well our story for this thing is really cool and your story for that thing is really cool so let's make them let's bring them together and so there's two creatures that the hindu buddhist uh stories had which one of them is a yaksha and that was like a nature spirit kind of thing that was usually pretty benevolent it wasn't it was generally kind and didn't really do anything harmful to people but every once in a while either they would get angry or mad or some of them were angry slash bad uh i can't it's hard to tell which way whether they flip flopped back and forth or whether some were good and some were bad but there was these nature spirits that sometimes would be troublesome Not usually, like, fully evil, but just, like, kind of tricksome and more, like, pests to the point of, like, kind of being an an annoyance, not necessarily a full-on hindrance and danger. So not Um, something that's
1: going to, like, murder you?
0: Not not usually. It seems like they were just more of, like, kind of, like, the typical folklore trickster kind of thing, from what I can tell. And then there was also the Roxasha, I think is how you pronounce it. Rock Raka- Rakasha, Rakasha, Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, as I as I try and pronounce it more and more, it's gonna get worse and worse. So, <laughs> um, but those guys, though, they were kind of cool. I don't really know what their purpose was, but they were these beings, not human, that lived in hell. That was their entire existence, and they were just tortured nonstop. And they were described as having experiencing more pain and torture than a human could ever experience and that was their life they were that sucks. they were described as always being like just super like ravaging hungry and dehydrated and beaten it was like a not good existence terrifying
1: yeah and so just like the worst
0: yeah and so that's where that's another one of these creatures that it will see that becomes a little bit of the story and the mythos of what a Oni becomes and what it is, is that kind of torturing story. So
2: it's kind of weird. Well, and then a clarification for me. Uh-huh. I don't know about if anyone else question. Um, oh, I'm made of questions. So this happened in both the Hindu religion and in the Buddhist religion? This was something very similar that happened in both religions?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, it was as like they started to talk amongst each other. They started like, mixing the creatures that they had
2: okay, okay. amongst each Indeed. other. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense.
0: yeah, so it was between Hindu, Buddhist, it was as Japan was starting to talk with China more, and vice versa, and as they were all starting to, like, combine their stories and stuff, and as they started talking to each other, that these creatures that they had started blending together, and so that's where it's kind of hard to tell where these creatures originated, we just know that they existed in these cultures, and they melded together to become the Oni, so they're just kind of described as being part of both of those cultures because it's just, I don't, it's hard to tell where they came from because of how old these stories are. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. And it's a lot of, also a lot of words that are hard to, that I don't understand because a lot of it is in Japanese and I'm trying to read translations and I'm like, ah, I think this is what that means. So, and then the last guy that seemed that we have, some influence from is there's these guys called god gaki g-a-k-i and they were called hungry ghosts and those sometimes were considered or were called oni and we'll see that that starts that those guys also become or are are called oni after a little while
1: so are they hungry ghosts like they're going to eat your dinner before you do or they're going to eat you before you eat your dinner
0: I think it might be both. (laughs) I don't think this is. I think maybe they're. uh, That's where the omnivore story of the oni comes from. Is these guys? They'll just eat everything. They're just hungry. So,
1: well, at least they'll be sleeping with my dinner. I suppose
0: (laughs) you can eat your dinner after you've been eaten by them. It's great. And so, yeah. So as the stories started to coalesce, they've started to become a. Or at least people were trying to nail down exactly what an Oni is. And as this was happening, there was a lot of different creatures that were being referred to as Oni that aren't really anymore. Uh, so, for example, just regular ghosts were called Oni, and even so some ex- obscure gods or even large and scary uh, Koji, or, sorry, Yokai. I, I swapped the word letters in my head, Yokai. <laughs> and then even they would call some really like vicious terrible people oni's as well. So, as okay. they were starting to get, like get an idea of what these guys were supposed to be, they just kind of started lumping anything that was angry and scary and bad and kind of not able to be understood all under the same name. But then after a couple thousand years, we started to get full Stories and lore as to what these guys were and where they came from. Okay. So, yeah, now we're finally getting into the actual Oni that we know. And these guys, the Oni that we now know, they were born from people who were, like, the worst of the worst. Like, the most horrific people you could ever think of. When they die, they end up going to hell, as usual. One of the... the, There was the one as many buddhist hells i don't know much about the buddhist religion but they have multiple hells and these oni would end up in one of those hells or these people sorry would end up in one of these hells and would be transformed into an oni and so when they were there they became the servants of the ruler of hell whose name was lord enma E N M E N M A. I and we'll swap those having a hard time with letters today
1: (laughs) but (laughs) so i mean we're kind of seeing like you were saying is that the evolution of from them to just like semi-malicious spirits into like the vengeful or malevolent spirits of people
0: Uh uh-huh yeah so now they're becoming they're no longer just random spirits they're now spirits of people that have turned into these beings and now they're living in hell much like those other creatures the guys that were constantly being tortured. Now, these guys also live in hell, but instead of being tortured all their lives down in hell, these guys got they were given the job of being the torturers.
2: So, but what it's is kind of like is at least a supernatural event happened to turn them into it. So exactly. At least, you know, cuz we have like things in like nowadays, right, where it's like a human becomes evil and then transforms into a monster to where this is still has that supernatural effect that, you know, we can come to see that a lot of exactly will hold to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool to see how these, like
0: a little bit of the stories kind of coming in and being involved. And for some reason, when they went to hell, we don't, I don't really understand why, but they were turned into an Oni and given the responsibility of punishing everybody else in hell anyone else who wasn't an oni so the oni were given the job of basically being the torturers of hell which kind of seems like a weird like giving the keys of the prison to the prisoners because i mean they were the worst of the worst and now they're being given the responsibility of torturing the people who were less bad Mm. than they were
2: because like torturing their their souls though right like it could like It sounds like, oh, you get a relief from torture, but like, no, now you have to torture people. So maybe there's something like, I don't know. But I mean, if they're bad enough to be turned into an Oni, I feel like they're a type
0: of person that probably wouldn't have a huge problem with torturing somebody. Yeah, maybe. They're probably
2: (laughs) not devastated
0: by that. But maybe being an Oni is just not fun by itself. So that's the punishment by itself. And now you're going to go torture other people just because.
1: Or maybe you're so bad in life that you get promoted in hell.
0: <laughs> maybe.
1: So then you, you know, like if you're, you're just bad like bad mediocre enough, then bad, just... then you get tortured. Yeah. But if you're super bad, then you uh, get to be a torturer. You know, right. you really gotta commit so to you your role. You
2: Either have to be good, really good, or really bad. Mm-hmm. And then everything else <laughs> is just not good. Yeah. So oh, they, man. they were
0: the several stories were told about what they were doing in in hell and the punishments that they were claimed to have done was peeling the skin off of people or crushing their bones and then so they said those two which those are both terrible and then they continue that with and also rendering other torments that were too horrible to describe and i'm like i feel like getting skinned alive is pretty bad that sounds like a pretty terrible thing that's maybe like top 10 (laughs) that's yeah Like, I mean, in in movies, they always talk about how someone's being tortured, and they're, like, trying to withstand the torture to not tell anyone, and, like, they they usually, the start of the torture is, like, pulling the fingernails out of, like, out of your hands, Uh and I'm like, that freaks me out so much if they even started to do that i'm like
2: i'm done i quit yeah, i'll they, tell you everything they told me that's, that's what they're doing i'm like i don't care here's my social security number
1: no. here's my- what do you want to know
2: just pulling the fingernails <laughs> out of
0: my hand i can't imagine it freaks me out so much i can't imagine like being skinned i'm like nope t- i'll tell you whatever you want but
1: yeah that just yeah. gets you wondering about like Oof. what are like, these other punishments yeah. that i can't even describe what I, else are
0: they supposedly doing
1: i don't think i can even think but, about it man
0: But that's, again, remember, those are the, the Oni are the people that were really bad and got turned into these monsters. And they're given the task of torturing other people who weren't, they weren't bad enough to become Oni when they came down to hell, but they're bad enough to be in hell. But there's another tier of bad. There is another, like the next level above is people who were so bad that they became an Oni before they ever even died.
1: Oh jeez.
0: <laughs> they were bad <laughs> enough that it didn't even take going I to hell to turn into a, an oni. They did it before they left. And those yeah. people, those are the ones that are usually those are the oni that we hear about in stories because usually like when someone dies becomes an oni down in hell, there's no real way for them to get back to earth to like pester people. So any stories that are told about an oni being out in the world torturing people to like, Wrecking havoc, it was from one of those people that die that didn't die and they just straight become it became an Oni and they didn't have to go. So to there's
2: hell. like the really, 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 really bad people that become Oni after they die. And so do I just need to add a couple more reallys to make yeah. sure so that they didn't even have to die?
0: <laughs> like, exactly. That's insane. So
2: basically, any any
0: Oni that you're gonna deal with in like real life or like out it's in the, the regular Earth the world, it's the worst of the worst. It's the worst case scenario.
1: Oh, goody. So,
0: yeah, it's awesome. So yeah. Just so you brace yourself for that because they're awful.
1: Good to know we didn't but. get the procrastinators of being bad.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But with that, obviously, it makes sense, logically, with so many people being turned into Onis when they go down to hell because there's always got to be more people to send to hell. The their, Hell is full of Onis. There's tons of them. They're all over and they're described as making up the armies of the great generals of the underworld, which is so cool.
1: That's yeah, that's so badass. What a cool thing!
0: Yeah. So there's thousands of oni down in the in hell that are just waiting to pick a fight. But I've, if you've noticed, there's we've been talking about a lot of onis, and they're always guys. We're always talking about how like this guy is turned into an oni or something like that. The interesting thing that I didn't know. Is that when females, because like women, obviously, women can be just as bad as men. And when they are so bad, equality, come on. When they're bad enough to become transformed into this monstrous demon kind of thing. Or, heaven forbid, being bad enough to just transform on Earth because they can do the same thing as the guys. They're not called an Oni. Oni is like the male version of an evil spirit demon creature. The female version is a Kijo. K I J O, and that's basically it's the almost the exact same thing as an oni, only it's feminine instead of a male. Where the onis are guys, so they're basically the same thing. They have very similar, a little bit more delicate features because it's a girl, so it's gotta be. I guess that's that's the way that they drew them. A uh, little bit more delicate features, but they also they all had like the same kind of like tusk teeth and horns and reddish red or blue or colored skin and they were all kind of big built kind of creatures but usually a little bit more little dainty which for a uh, dainty for an oni is still big for a person but or i guess yeah, dainty for a kid
1: obliterate but,
0: you yeah but so that's uh those are the jobs of the oni and that's the story that we kind of have now where that's the the typical oni that we see and know and that's the guy that he's bright red really angry looking and that y'all y'all want to stay away from and that's much different as you can tell than the previous versions of oni where they were just kind of ghosts that just kind of had no real definition just kind of floated around so i thought it was very cool and i think it's very interesting that seeing the little bit of little pieces of information that they pulled from other cultures that all kind of coalesced into being this one guy
1: mm-hmm. but yeah I, I don't know at least in our uh, our history of this podcast we haven't seen that too often of yeah. like uh less malevolent things becoming drastically more uh-huh. yeah like, malicious
0: but don't worry don't have no fear it swings back the other way again so okay <laughs> we're going back <laughs>
1: What a little non-committal, it, it, but you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so later on, we'll talk about how Onis are nowadays viewed in Japan, and it kind of swings the other way a little bit. But uh, along that same lines of, like, things being, everything being connected and how everything is kind of pulled from other regions to make this one cohesive lore that I think is super neat. There's also, in Japanese culture, uh, the positioning of buildings and the geometry of places is super specific and it's it's all very uh like it all has meaning to it and all there's always a a cause for their definite or for their locations and for oni there's that's the same way according to so chinese uh, Taoism, and also there's a a science that they use i don't know it exactly how to pronounce it i think it's on my ojo on my odo there it's basically the science of yin and yang and the ways that yin and yang affects the world okay. and if, yeah it's it's super neat but i don't know a whole ton about it it's kind of confusing from what i can tell even people who study it are kind of i did it's not got a huge like a very specific definition but according to that there's the northeastern direction on the compass rose is it's got a name of Kimon. That's the the term that's used for the northeastern direction. And that translates to demon gates, which is awesome. That's a cool name.
2: Um.
0: And that is considered, that's thought of as being an unlucky direction and is associated with evil spirits. And that's where evil spirits are thought to have passed. Like that's where they go back and forth between our world and the world past. And also kind of confusingly, The southwest direction so the opposite of northeast is called the uh urkimon it kind of sounds like a pokemon but and i totally (laughs) bet i mispronounced that but that is called the back demon's gate and it's also considered as unlucky and it's also considered with the the traveling of spirits so northeast and southwest don't go with those
1: I guess if you're traveling from one direction, you have to come from somewhere, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of
1: like that. That straight. They're just direction. passing through. Just yeah. uh, avoid that entirely.
0: Yeah. So, and if you line up the zodiac, uh, symb like symbology, circle with the compass rose, when you look at where the those two directions, the northeast and the southwest, line up, the northeast one falls almost directly in between the zodiac symbol for the ox and the tiger and that's one of the hypotheses, hypothesis is hypothesize hypothesis hypothesis for where the look and the aesthetic of the oni comes from uh, a lot of people think that the reason that he has those like boar-like tusks and the like tiger pelt and almost like a tiger-ish face the reason that he has that is because of that the Lining of those demon gates, so I thought that was kind of neat that it's because yeah. of that that they have that, yeah. That's and then, so and then the southern one lines up with the monkey in the zodiac symbol, and that doesn't seem to have much interaction with pretty much anything from what I can tell, other than they often used monkeys like statues of monkeys as ways of warding against evil spirits because of that for some reason. So it was kind of interesting to me, but because of that with those northeast and southwest directions being unlucky and being the traveling grounds basically for evil spirits they oftentimes would try and build their temples to face that direction and they would also often build their temples to be in that location in the the in regards to a city so they would always try and make sure their temples were either in the northeast or southwest of a city to try and protect that city from evil spirits, and they always made sure that the temple face was facing towards northeast or southwest, oh, which that's... I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of dedication.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's super cool how like even the architecture in like Japan and China, but specifically Japan, how they lined the even the architecture to fit these these stories that they have, and how much they they were dedicated to that so i think it's so cool and then with that you can tell that they had that same like defense against evil spirits in mind with that those constructions because they also on the the those facing walls the northeast wall and the southwest wall they would also have these l-shaped indentations on those walls and those were meant to ward against onis that were passing by and to try and keep them from going past that
2: so so, do we know if there's like a reason why all, they they thought all of these things, or did they was it just like a spiritual leader saying like this is how you protect against it?
0: Um. So the L's we don't, I don't couldn't find a reason why the L shape indentations were there other than that was like the re, the thing to protect against onies and evil spirits, and the for the terminal or the uh directions on the compass rose it was again having to do with that with that spirit or uh study of yin and yang and that's what that spiritual science has determined i don't that was one of those things where i don't really understand it, it very like well so <laughs> it may have been trial and error i'm not sure <laughs> um but that's all i know that the science of the yin and yang that's that's my the on my the that's the study of yin and yang and. That's what they attribute to finding out this information and why they have these two locations as being unlucky and associate with evil spirits. So I don't know specifically. All I know is that it's related to that study. And that according to that, that's why these two locations are associated. Hey, if it works, but, it works. I mean, yeah, yeah, so far it seems to be keeping the Oni's out. I haven't run into any Oni's in my life. So Man, if it's, it's working, such a good job. Keep them doing. They
1: went all the way back to hell and <laughs> come back
0: it's protecting their buildings are protecting the entire world so thank you, you very just much to like
2: go to their island or abandoned fortress or whatever and just put a lot of slanted l-shaped mm-hmm. walls.
1: yeah so Man, even so mad they come back to their house and they're like <laughs> i can't live here anymore <laughs> this
0: is ridiculous so there's even in the uh, imperial palaces in kyoto it's a pretty pretty famous city in japan the in the imperial palace, there, the corners that face northeast and southwest they're both cut off and like they have notches cut out of them, so they make an L shape on the corners oh, because wow. of that reason as well. So, That's you can awesome. even see it on that large of a scale that they did that. So, I, I think wonder if it's something so in neat
2: architecture that they would maybe use today in like some spiritual I have no places. Idea. Like I'm, I don't, I doubt like government buildings, maybe, right? Maybe, but like, I wonder if like architects still do that if yeah being, i don't know. Kind of, you know there's
1: like feng shui right in which it's like <laughs> there's certain things about uh my my parent my mom was like she's kind of into that and so she'd be like uh, a staircase that goes like right out your door is bad uh-huh. luck and then i think also there was like if there's like visible ceiling beams in your house, that's also uh, bad luck, and there's certain things you, that you can do to like correct that. So, I mean, it's kind of in like the same vein, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's that's super cool. I had no idea. Also, the house but, I grew up in was definitely unprotected then, or I know, then. right? <laughs> I was
0: gonna say, the house <laughs> I'm living in right now is the same way, it's got the <laughs> exposed beams in one of the rooms. So, oh no, Whoa. I guess I gotta figure out how to counteract that, but so. Going forward a couple of years now to modern day, like cr- traditional culture, there's several versions of Oni that are used and, and Oni are involved in one specific holiday nowadays. And that's like the festival that happens right during February. It's kind of like the solstice celebration. It's the turn of the year for them where like it it's the next step. I think the translation is the... Like almost exactly the end of the season or change of the season, I think is what the, the translation means. So there's a celebration that happens there and because it's the changing of the season and kind of the pushing on to the next year they try and make sure that they keep, they, that's kind of like their fresh start time kind of like New Year's Eve, New Year's is for us and so they're, they always, like there's a lot of Traditions and rites that go along with trying to keep Oni away from them and trying to kick the Oni out of their houses slash lives and trying to invite good spirits and good blessings in. And there's actually even a tradition called the bean-throwing custom, which I think is awesome, (laughs) where they take roasted soybeans. Yeah, it sounds great. And they take roasted soybeans and either throw them in or out of their house. It doesn't seem to matter which way. And while they do that, they have a Phrase that they shout that translates to Oni go out and blessings come in, and so they shout throw these beans and shout that to try and scare the Onis out of their houses and out of their lives, so that way they have a that's a better it's year the next flesh
2: one or uh, yeah exactly it's duck. a
0: soybean it scares them away it's not human it's not meat <laughs> it's since we know they're are... <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and that. That tradition seems to have come from, like, years away, back, even back like in medieval times, where they would do a very similar thing at the end of the year. And there's even some regions in Japan and places that they have one thing where they would make a charm to protect their houses, kind of like a wreath that was made out of holly leaves and dried sardine heads, and that was supposed wow. to protect against Onis. So... Mm. There you go. If you need to protect yourself from Onis, get some dried sardines heads.
1: I mean, if it works, it works, right? Uh-huh. I mean, and, put up with a little bit of fishy smell. And yeah. Don't but get hey, a... that's better
0: than an Oni, I would say. Yeah. But that's uh, at that same time of year, there's also a game that kids often play, which I think is adorable. It's awesome. It's basically like the Western culture version of Tag, but in this one, it's called Oni Goko. And the person who's it in like or like person when you're playing tag, the person who, who's it in that game, they're called the Oni. And so they chase after everyone else. And when they tag somebody else, that person becomes the Oni. And that's just a game that they play. So I think it's super cool to see basically the same game that we all play, but they've got a name for it.
1: What a great so, name it is also. Yeah, Oni goku <laughs> Way better I, than I... freaking Tag.
0: Hey, <laughs> yeah, you want to play Tag? You're <laughs> it.
1: Oh, also, man, yeah, also, that's...
0: Tag. Also, they have the name of "Oh, you're the Oni" instead of "Oh, yeah, you're it." Oh, what? What am I? You're it. Take well, it, nerd. It
2: could translate it? to like Pennywise, like. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's a whole different version of it. <laughs> I
1: don't want to. I don't want to play tag with you anymore, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll be hiding in like sewers and just peeking out. You always so... ruin
1: this game, man. Come on.
2: Oh, eating, like I said,
0: <laughs> along with uh, the. Game of Oni Goko, which is basically tagged. there's also several other like things in modern day Japanese culture that have kind of changed a little bit and made the Oni a little less threatening than it used to be. Uh, it, it, during that same parade, people often wear the classic Oni masks that Western culture is super familiar with, I'm sure They're very cool, very popular wooden mask that's got like the tusks and stuff like that, very cool masks. And those masks are often worn during that uh, celebration and during parades for that time. And that's to try and, those parades and those masks are to try and scare away or dispel any bad luck and try and bring in good luck. And then there's even some buildings in Japan that have oni-faced roof tiles. So they've got like those terracotta tiles and they have oni faces on them to scare away any bad luck. And only invite good luck to their houses, kind of like like uh, gargoyles, if you will.
2: Like so, yeah. Oni comes and attacks a village, but everyone's wearing a mask, an oni mask. Uh-huh. And there's oni masks just everywhere, and he's like, oh. Oh, "I guess this place is safe. I can't <laughs> attack any of these people. They're all safe. <laughs> they're all me."
0: <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if that's where it's from. Like that's why they started is because like if they're wearing an oni mask, maybe another oni will mistake them for them like a different oni Another and so they won't attack them. them they won't attack
2: them like each other i don't know if that's where it comes from or, or if it's just like i mean you gotta think like what i mean christians right they think sorry they know or I don't yeah know how believe, dare you um about the the cross right that, that literally jesus died on it and but they believe that the cross itself has power yeah you know, for, for some reason whether or not in movies or in real life if it's true i have no idea but like they can do like exorcisms with the cross and stuff so like true. That, that thing that has a negative annotation actually is good so maybe the oni mask is similar in that regard to where like the mask of the demon is mm-hmm. the protection against the demon kind of thing
1: yeah that's true yeah well i mean if you're an oni and you're the biggest baddest dude that ever was like what's what do you have to fear but maybe a dude that's even bigger or mm-hmm. badder than you
0: that's true.
2: And 400 was, smaller versions of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Power in numbers.
0: Let's get them. I was also going to say, to be fair, I could see those masks being very useful for trying to scare away lesser evils. And it's like, we'll use the oh, biggest, true. baddest, scary thing there is to scare away anything worse. Yeah, maybe it not, might not protect against an Oni that's coming after us, but pretty much anything else we're good for because this will scare them away. I could see that also being the way
2: that
0: it is yeah thank you i try but yeah that's really i think it's really cool that onis have kind of swung hard the other way now and they're almost like i don't think that they have become protectors but they are being used as protectors now but
1: well it's a lot like um even our gargoyles episode we talked about this of how mm -hmm. like these supposed like evil symbols are now like bass like create bastions of safety Right? It's very interesting.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, that's kind of where the uh, Onis are, and I think it's really interesting having seen where they come from and what they've over time become, and now, in modern day Japanese culture, what they're being used as is almost as, like, a good luck... Or a, almost as, not necessarily a good luck charm, but as a bad luck repellent. Which <laughs> is, right. same function, but a little bit different thing. But... And then real quickly, I th- there was a couple of things that I thought was really cool of, like, in modern culture, different Onis that we see. And so I want to shout out a couple because I thought they were really neat. Uh, one of the ones that we are super familiar with, we mentioned it earlier, is the Dead by Daylight guy. Probably the biggest, like, most accurate representation of an Oni in, like, a video game kind of scenario, which I think is pretty neat. But also something I didn't know. Did you know that the Pokemon Electabuzz is based off of an Oni?
1: Never would have guessed that.
0: I Me mean, neither. Yeah,
2: I would, never. I'm gonna look at the picture of him. Really Me guess. neither. Had no idea, but apparently he is. Which I, I can was see neat.
1: it maybe a little bit, but right? I don't know. In my mind, that might be a little bit of a stretch.
2: Yeah, I think it might just be more aesthetically ish and not really like functionally. But like, I mean, if you if you if you take the horns away and add antennas, because like, right? If it's a, it's a kid's game, right? So a horns, you know, what's yeah, horns enough? are evil that would be that right and then he's got like a kind of uh the helmet kind of head you know like the the samurai helmets or the oni helmet that's true so i can i can i can see i mean like it's it's a stretch it's definitely a stretch but i
0: apparently the uh creators of pokemon have said that they based the electabuzz off of an oni so i mean i i believe it i think i thought it was very cool because i would have i would have never guessed but apparently so and then, other than that, there's also, also... what a dad bot of a Pokemon. I love it. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Let's be fair. <laughs> Onis kind of have a dad bot. I mean, a terrifying I mean, dad bot, But think, think kind of, of like a dad the dad bod,
2: the strongest man in the world competition stuff. It was oh yeah, they're always right? kind of all of those guys. They're they're not like skinny, not absolutely toned. crazy muscular people. They're, I mean, they're that's the Uh Iceland, Iceland guy that was in uh, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, the guy who plays the Mountain in Game Björ- of Thrones. Jornson, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a big guy. Like he's, he's got a, big, a gut, he's but like a, he's, he's not guy, fat. Yeah. He's just huge.
1: He's just solid, man. Yeah, I think anyway. he might be like, not.
2: Of Onies, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Onies are based off of him.
2: Oh
0: man! Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then apparently something else that was like inspired by Onies was. Apparently the creator of the Lord of the Rings, I don't know if you've heard of him, his name's J.R.R. Tolkien.
1: Never um, heard of him. Yeah, he crazy. Lord of <laughs>
0: Rings. But he apparently bo- based the orcs in the Lord of the Rings a little bit off of Oni's as well. They have a very similar, like, o- ogre-ish, long, like, uh, kind of uh, boar-ish tusks kind of things. And so he he said thinking, that he modeled
2: them a little bit off of that. He never had an original idea in his life. He was because really good at adapting other people's ideas. Yeah, because I mean and most of his nobody names noticed. In lore comes from like Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Now it's coming from you know Japanese-Chinese mythology. Did, did what like what was his idea, you know?
1: I mean, I love that type of inspiration though. Yeah, and no, you great, take from like ancient cultures and whatnot and you adapt it so that if you if you don't know then you'll never notice but exactly. if you're like it's pointed out to you like i now yeah. don't think i can unsee that connection between orcs and oni exactly like, I think that's well, yeah, such no. a freaking he, awesome he connection the greatest
2: of all time he he changed the world with what he did yeah. so i'm not I, i'm not actually and that's like he's yeah bad, but like he the way that he was able to adapt it is a completely brand new idea i mean like it was, really, it was I mean, a very
0: like, subtle very like slight inspiration that created basically a brand new thing that nobody else had had and it's very, very well done. I think,
2: and really, I, yeah. I think it's connected enough to where now I'll never unsee it, and it's yeah, that's awesome. But like again, like right, you said Bryce. Like if you if you don't see it, you'll never make the next connection, and you'll just live happily, yeah, and bliss. So happily, you'll 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 <laughs> have a little bit, you'll have a slightly more boring, sad
0: life, but you'll still survive. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So then, other than that, there's also tons of anime in so much Japanese and, and those kind of cultures that there's there's tons of Oni in all kinds of different animes. Some most of the time they're villains, but there's also just all kinds. And then there's also tons of just Japanese stories like folklore and stuff where there's Oni that come in. And there's one story that it, it's the story that's called the Red and the Blue Oni story. And it's very fun. I would I would definitely recommend you go look it up. It's a very fun story. Apparently Brad or Bryce had heard it somewhere else but I had never heard it before. Apparently, yeah. it's an an, in an anime or something,
1: but it's yeah, it's I mean, a I'm really a pretty cool story. Orland, but you know, yeah. Um, but I, I really love that story as well. It's a very good story. You should definitely very
0: good. It's a little sad. It's a little sad, but it's really good. I mean, so we I would might totally have time record.
1: to end off with it if you'd like. I mean,
0: if we want to go ahead and we can tell it real quick. But so the story, there's uh, two oni. There's a red and a blue oni that they're regarded as like best of friends with each other. And one of the Onis, the red Oni, wants to befriend humans. That's like his life goal. And so in this story, the red Oni, he's been trying his best to make friends and just can't make it. So the blue Oni is like, Hey, I'll be, I'll help you out because everyone thinks Onis are like scary, man-eating, terrifying creatures. They're going to stay away from you unless. The blue oni volunteered to be like kind of the the bad oni and make it so that way he would go and scare all the people and threaten the town nearby and pretend like he was attacking the town. And then after he was doing that, the red oni would come in and scare away the blue oni and save the day. And then the people would know that he was a good Oni. There's bad Oni, that was the blue Oni, and the good Oni is the red one. And he came and he saved their lives. And now he's best friends with them. And so they did that plan. It worked out great. And now red Oni, best friends with the humans. He's having so much fun. And so he wants to go back to his friend and talk with him and talk and share with him how great of a time he was having. And goes back to his friend's house, or I guess from what we learned earlier, maybe it's like a cave or a mountain, or maybe he was living in a fortress. But he goes back to his friend's place and the Blue Oni's gone. He just had it disappeared, left, and he left behind a note that said that he promised that he would stay away. He was never going to come back because if he came back and the humans ever saw them interacting with each other, the humans would realize that that was, the, that was the Blue Oni that was bad and that they had tricked the humans and so he didn't want to jeopardize the friendship that the Red Oni had with the humans. So the Blue Oni just left and when it went his own way and the story ends with the red oni crying to himself realizing the mistake that he had made in that by making friends with the people making this new friendship he had lost the oldest best friend that he had ever had and so that's so sad he was devastated i know it's so sad man
1: i freaking love that story though
0: it's super cool story i love it like two basically good onis because neither of them were really all that bad and the one was willing to just go his own way because of his friend it's so sad Oh man
1: i guess it just goes to show value the friends that you have
0: and maybe there are some good oni
2: not all oni are innately evil well i mean right right because they probably live a long time so like oh yeah they were evil most evil person thing whatever in the world and then and they then I get, get bored of that. And they're like, you know, what? I'm lonely. Let's have some friends. And then I just yeah, want to be
0: friendly. I feel that? I feel it. I'm just scary looking. It's not my fault, although it kind <laughs> of is my fault. <laughs> yeah, it is my fault, but like not actually, but
2: unless these oh. are the oni that you know, even though they look the same as like the older versions of it. But what if it's like just the quote unquote evil spirit or just spirit, right? And then it's yeah, true. yeah. Yeah. It's just... Yeah.
0: Maybe it's just a different version. It's it's an oni by and Oni just meaning the ghost version at this point, not the current day version. It's a good point. Yeah, It's a great point. So, but with that, that's uh that'll end this episode. I was super excited to do Oni. I think they're super interesting. I, I thought I knew kind of what there was like what Oni were. And like, I knew generally what they did and what they were about. I mean, I've seen Avatar. I've seen the blue spirit Oni <laughs> mask. I know what the, what this is all about, but Maybe one of my favorite
1: I, Oni references. Oh yeah,
0: it's super cool, and one of my favorite Oni masks as well. I would love to have that mask. It's oh, very same cool. same. Um, so I thought I knew, but there was there is so
2: much more to these guys than I realized. Like well, that goes so to show, neat. like every every episode that we've done, every time I do study on it. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, I've heard of these things before. I feel like I, you know, there's not mm-hmm. too much more I can learn. And then you get like four or five pages of notes done, and you're like oh my i knew none of this oh, there is right. so much more than i thought yeah absolutely so oni's are super cool super
0: cool. if glad you assume
1: this podcast don't be selfish with your new information yeah. share it with your friends
2: yeah share with us yeah yeah, yeah share with us if anything if, if you we'll don't your know friends that we didn't mention
0: i'll be your <laughs> blue oni i'll be your blue oni i'll be your friend but thanks for listening and uh make sure to uh, uh, if you if you can rate i don't know what just, uh, what platform you're listening on but if you can rate it rate us if you can share it share us with your friends and if you have a friend who's super into japanese culture or likes anime they'll probably like onis onis are very japanese anime based creatures so you'll like it man and then make sure to check us out on uh on tiktok we're on t- tiktok now Oh yeah, the better for most cringy
2: worse. videos you'll ever see. You <laughs> for better or for worse videos. Uh-huh. <laughs> but other than that, and we'll catch you Always next check time. us out Mondays. Mondays Monday. when we're doing it. So just be prepared. See you next week.